quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I am Julia Callahan and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season two, episode 13, his leading lady. Oh boy, <laughs> isn't she though? Isn't she? Um, so I wonder this... who his is referring to. Oh, I think there's a few that it could be referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was written by Darren Goldberg and Shelley Meals, who we've seen before. Um, directed by David Semmel, who's old pro by this time. Yeah. Um, this one originally aired February third, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, okay. And I will read you the description. The filming of Dawson's new movie, Creek Times, which is the fucking most terrible title on earth. He's so unoriginal. I know. It's horrible. Brings back memories for the filmmaker and for Joey. I like two-month-old memories or however Mm. long they've been broken up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who grows to dislike the actress playing her. Andy's emotions are running high, and she attempts to break up with Pacey, who refuses to let her dump him. Dawson begins to bond with Jack. They don't mention Jen, and I'm kind of mad about that. Yeah, no mention of Jen. She has a pretty big storyline. I mean, I feel like this show really wrote Michelle Williams off a lot, <laughs> and um, possibly that's to Michelle Williams' uh, benefit now, Absolutely. now here yeah. in 2020. <laughs> So, whatever. Um, okay, My History's Mysteries, uh, February 4th, 1999. An unarmed West African immigrant, Amadou Diallo, is shot dead by four plainclothes New York City's police officers on an unrelated stakeout in flaming race relations in the city. So, uh, same shit happening in yeah. 1999. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. fuck, man. Um, so, so dark. It's... That's fucking bullshit. So on yeah. February, also on February 4th, 1999, a cargo ship in the, what's called the New Carissa runs aground in Coos Bay, Oregon and breaks into pieces, causing environmental damage. And part of their boat remained on the beach until 2008. That's so wild. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. I know. Wow. Yeah. Like there for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't really know that much about that kind of clean up no nor do i um okay the number one movie are you so ready aaron so ready for the number one movie okay what is it she's oh. all that starring <laughs> what what Star- how did i get so lucky <laughs> starring rachel lee cook who is in this episode yeah that's wild yeah totally i remember it being a big deal when rachel lee cook was in this episode but i didn't remember the timing was that spot i i have the same memory the same memory that's i have that's fucking wild later on in my notes i have a recap of her career pre she's all that for us um but Uh so also in that movie freddie prince jr husband of buffy the vampire slayer so i'm michelle geller paul walker Anna Paquin. Kieran Culkin, Dulé Hill from the West Wing, just star-studded, star-studded. Love that movie. movie. (laughs) Love that movie. Um, Okay, number one song. You ready for this? You ready for the number one song? Mm -hmm. Okay, what is it? Ready? Baby, one more time. She's all that. 
Baby One More Time oh, by Britney Spears. Oh my God. The world. So transformative. I mean, we got introduced to her this yeah, week or yeah. around this time. Yeah. Wow. That video is still, I mean, just perfect. It's iconic. Just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Totally. Oh, God. Um, the best Britney album, though, is Britney, of course. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I could Let's, listen to that right now. <laughs> Maybe after this, I'll go do it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want everyone to know that album came out our freshman year in college or like right before. Yes. And we spent no, a lot it was of during time. College. Was it yeah. during that freshman year? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just have a memory of Peter coming into my room in his crop top Britney shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blasting I'm a slave for you. Yeah. <laughs> and he ordered Darren's dance. So we all learned dance. Yeah, we did. We all learned Darren's dance grooves. We learned the dance <laughs> on I remember I still know some of the moves to um Oops, I did it again. Oh yeah, without a doubt. That's like the most iconic. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That totally. heart motion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I could do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Julia just did it. I just did it. <laughs> um, okay. So we open in Dawson's room. Here we are. And Come. Joey's there. Yeah, Joey's there. Um, Dawson and Joey are watching the end of some movie on Dawson's bed. Um, yeah. It's like movie night like we've always known it. Yeah. You know? And there feels like a little bit of a tension, but yeah. like not as bad as even tension in the first season when there was like sexual tension. Right. It's just more of like a tension in terms of like, they're like, oh, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this, right. you know? Totally. And Joey, and Joey's like, what did you think? And he's like, just goes in about the movie. Yeah. And she's like, dude, nah. <laughs> I, right, what did you think about us? Hanging out. Yeah. In your bed. In, um, your this, <laughs> in this room. In this thing. <laughs> and uh, and Dawson's like, oh, yeah, we, we made it through the the first official breakup movie night, post-breakup movie night. And Joey's like, uh-huh, yeah, I guess I should go. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. I actually wanted you over here so you could help me with my movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't really say that, but that's how I took it. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, he's, I, I had the same thing. Like, like, well now he says like, now that you're helping me with the movie, I have all these pictures of like the actress, the possible leading actress who we still haven't cast yet. Yeah. He like wants her to help him pick out who should play her in the movie. It's kind of twisted. It's It's kind of twisted. It's not kind of twisted. That is (laughs) so weird. She's like, okay. And, like, the thing is, like, she does kind of want to talk. They haven't really had that many healthy conversations about, like, what their post-breakup relationship will look like. Right. And so she's kind of like, you know, I'm really surprised you're okay with us being just friends. Right. And he's like, well, you've moved on, so I've had to let you go. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, She's kind of like, are you surprised she believed him? Um, yeah. God, that's a good question. Like, yes and no. I am uh-huh. kind of surprised she believed him. But then also, I do think a lot of times Joey takes him at face value. Uh-huh. Um, much to her Even detriment. She, yeah, she's regularly been proven that that's not an accurate assessment of Dawson, that he should be taken at face value. Right. Like he should, it seems like he should never be taken at face value, Absolutely. and yet she continues. Absolutely. So, 
Um, so yeah. And so Dawson's like, you know, uh, I mean, he's clearly lying that he is over her. Like yeah. it's pretty apparent. Yeah. And, and she's like, oh, okay. And kind of like, she puts on her jacket and kind of like looks at him and then leaves out the fucking the, door. The door. I was it, like, this might be the Whoa. first time we've ever seen her do that. Yeah, I think I think like maybe she's gone into his room when he wasn't there and she's gone out the door to see uh-huh. where in the house he was, but like right. almost never does she leave out the no. front door. Yeah. So she's kind of like, okay, this is what Jen does. She uses the front door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the way our new friendship is going to be. Our new friendship has to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, she's like, gotta go, see ya. And then as she walks out the door, the credits roll. Yeah. Crazy. So it's interesting between them right now, but yeah. we are trying to build this kind of friendship between them. Yeah. And I think it's, I think what's interesting too is like thinking about where they're at, um, just in their like friendship or whatever. Like I, I know Joey has expressed that she like wants to get back to that yeah. thing where they can have movie night and they can be friends. And like, I think she is really trying. Like, I can't tell if Dawson is like, I'm giving it the old try or it's just like, I'm going to use this so that I can be close to you. And right. Like, you know, I do think Dawson is uh, trying to be friends with her. Okay. He just doesn't know what that means, you know? And so he's like, well, what we used to do was work on my projects and my thing. Right. You know? And she's like, okay. I mean, you're right. We used to do that, but I kind of low key just want to like talk to you a little bit and kind of like, you know, clear the air because we also used to do that too, where we talked about our feelings and we had like a real bond over over that too. Right. Um, Right. So you can see her looking at him as she walks out the door, kind of like, okay, like maybe this is our new friendship and I just need to come to terms with that, you know? Totally. Um, Totally. And like whatever I'm feeling, I don't want to like, drop on him and that the reality is in terms of their relationship their friendship rather they never had a space to talk about their feelings for each other that was the whole problem of the first season right and even in the even in their relationship mm-hmm. like they didn't talk a lot about their feelings for each other it was like okay we're attracted to each other and we kissed and then it mm-hmm. was like like there was no like now what what does this look like what does this new relationship look like it was like kind of the same but they just made out and joey was like no 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 this isn't what i want yeah so like we're kind of in the same spot they're just not making out anymore absolutely yeah so we shall see we shall see (laughs) (laughs) um okay so then we go to art class and joey's like painting another nude model it's it's all like it's very like it's like classic there's yeah i think there might be a scene like this and she's all that with (laughs) easels (laughs) right oh yeah i forgot that one has a lot of art in it (laughs) art class rachel lee cook's an art nerd in that movie (laughs) yep she's a joey yeah Yeah, (laughs) she has glasses on and then she takes them off and is hot yeah Um, Um, and, um, I can't relate because I have to wear glasses in order to see. Um, (laughs) so then like 
So, so yeah, this time it's a woman and it's Rachel Lee Cook. She's the model. Um, yeah. I want to say that Rachel Lee Cook stars in one of my all-time favorite movies. No, it's not She's All That. It's Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I, I fucking have... love that movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. I have been informed that it is coming to HBO now, um, oh. like, today or tomorrow. So, like, lock and load. Go have fun with that movie. It's amazing. I definitely own the soundtrack on vinyl. Um, it is oh, one of nice. my. <laughs> I mean, we have the soundtrack on CD, but yeah. vinyl is like next level. I, yeah, I had to order it from a special place, <laughs> and it's purple leopard print. Shut <laughs> up! I'm not kidding. Incredible. Yeah. Um, if anyone needs any information about Josie and the Pussycats, I shall be happy to share. Also stars my eternal '90s crush Parker Posey, who we'll get back to uh, later. I have another thing to say about her. Yeah, I think that. Uh, they play that at Cine Family, and everyone was kind of like, "What?" And it like sold out and immediately. And it's like that is like it's like men don't understand that it's like a cult classic, yeah. You know? And like it's slowly getting into dues right now, you know. Yeah, um, it's such a good movie. It's a great movie. Anyway, so yeah. so the teacher comes up and he's like, she's like, he's like, "Oh, Joey, you're doing such excellent work." And then he leaves, yeah. and then Dawson walks into the, the door to this class. What's happening? This class. What Why is, is he there? It's not at Why my is he school. There? How does he even know where it is? I, ha- I have so many questions. <laughs> he just cruises right in. And also, you would think if it was like a nude model situation, the door would be like kind of locked. locked or there would be a sign that says do not enter. You know what I mean? Wouldn't they create yeah, a safe space for the model? First? Yeah. I, I would like to think so, Aaron, but that is not what happens here. No, no. <laughs> Dawson walks in and is like, and Joey's like, uh, also he's sixteen. Oh, like you need parental permission yeah. if you're underage in a, yeah. in a school setting. Uh, it was a lot. <laughs> I mean, just like he was like, oh just yeah, all just of that, doing... and I was like, okay, get past that, Aaron. Get past that. It's Dawson's Creek. But then, and then I was like, okay, just the sheer privilege of a white man just cruising in wherever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. And okay. he's like, Joey, I was just doing some research at this college library or this community college library, which like, I was like, listen, I did a lot of research at a college library, but my mother worked there. <laughs> right. So yeah, I had to just go that's there. That's pretty common. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But we, we did that a okay. little but yeah. so then, they had more stuff. That's true. That's true. So then he goes, yeah. but you also were near a call. I mean, like your high school is down the street from a university. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. And the, and a community college on the other side. You right. Know? But right. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, yeah. you know, anyway, anyway. So, so I had to get over that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then Joey's like, Dawson, you cannot be here. There is a naked woman yeah. in this room. Cause he looks up and he's like, she's naked. And you're like, it's yeah, so it's funny. a fucking art class. <laughs> he like, he's like flustered. He looks up and he's like, uh, she's naked. And he's like, <laughs> Joey's like, yeah, that's why you can't be cruising in here, you asshole. Like, come on. What the fuck? He knows she takes nude drawings. Yeah. We had a whole thing about it. There was Jack's nude body. There was, (laughs) like, multiple episodes about the nude drawings. Yeah, like, come on. (laughs) So so then he, like, goes to leave and he trips over something because he's real smooth. And (laughs) there we are. And that's that. I love when they try to do like French farce in Dawson's Creek. Like yeah. Jack is really good at it, so it yeah, yeah, works. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the boner scene and the <laughs> yeah. like, 
towel dropping scene. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and Jack's always dropping shit and it's really funny. Dawson does it and you're just like, you idiot. <laughs> True. True. So, so but luckily the college has good teachers as opposed to the high school. Because right. the the college professor's like, uh, you need to bounce, man. Yeah. You, you got to get like, out of immediately here. comes over and is like, please get out of this classroom person You're, who's not here. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> totally. So so then we go over to Andy's room where Pacey is like reading a girl <laughs> magazine. <laughs> and he's like, this says I can have the butt I've always wanted in a few weeks. <laughs> and then as the camera's moving, we see an old school blue iMac. Um, oh, one of those yeah, colored ones. Yeah. I was like, man, I miss those. I would give yeah. anything to have one of those. My grandma had that one. Yeah. Uh, I missed them, but um, I did not have one. Those were so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah so, they really were. I remember begging my dad for one. <laughs> Like, nope, we're a PC family. Ugh, <laughs> not anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've, you've thrown At the off. time, he was right. The time, he was right, though. Yeah. we. My mom, the University of California always had Macintosh, so we yeah. always had Macs. Um, yeah. So I just, I've never known anything different. Yeah. Um, I say as I'm literally looking at, like, five Mac products in front of me <laughs> right now. <laughs> <Same>. Legitimately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> A fucking apple. Take my money. Um, so Andy is like, I've seen your butt and you have nothing to worry about, which like, I got to say, I remember this back in the day and even now kind of striking me that like, there's this like amount of intimacy that like mm-hmm. these two people are having sex and have seen each other naked. Yeah. And like, they actually mention that on a show, like usually on a high school TV show, it's like we had the sex time. And now right. we, like, do not discuss anymore. Yeah, you're right. You or know? They definitely have, like, a well-rounded relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And They're so hanging I, I've, out, and it doesn't have, like, this time sexy time, and this time's, like, you know, normal or whatever, quote-unquote normal, like, high school time or whatever. Right. Yeah, and it's, like, I just always have, like, that, that there's, like, this intimacy about them. And she's, like, I've seen your butt. It's great. You're I fine. also like the way they just hang out. Yeah. Like they're just sitting around hanging out. Pacey's like reading one of her mag her magazines, you know, and like totally. they're they're not doing anything. They're not like, you know, being in like in service to each other, like in the terms of like uh, Dawson and Joey, right? Where Dawson's like, help me with my project, come over and and you know provide me with some kind of service. They're literally just chilling. Yeah, they're just hanging. They're just yeah doing nothing at Andy's yeah. house, which is like, so, I mean, that's all anyone ever did in high school. I feel like well, that's all I'm doing right now with my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I mean. sitting around doing nothing, reading girly magazine. <laughs> it's slightly different right now. <laughs> well, yes, but, yes. Um, <laughs> but same. Cause I'm not in high school, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cause you're not in high school. Not, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you're not allowed to leave the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, but totally. And and I just, like, Pacey starts, like, checking his butt out in the mirror. Uh, it's so cute. And he's wearing definitely carpenter jeans, possibly carpenter cords. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> just in my carpenter jeans watch out of, uh, of this yes. whole series. There's some carpenter jeans. So what jeans. are the chances that the end, like, in a few months from now, you're going to start looking at carpenter jeans and be like, maybe that's my look. 
It wasn't my look in the 90s when this was the look, so Uh I think that maybe I'm safe. But, but, you know, Aaron, listen, we're in quarantine. My fucking, who the fuck, I just bought bread baking shit. That is (laughs) so not something that I normally do. So who knows? The fucking, the world is upside down. I have no idea what my interests are going to look like. <laughs> or your fashion choices. Or my fashion choices. Right now, um, not great, not going great on the fashion front, but <laughs> but not carpenter cords bad. So yet. 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 <laughs> so we we'll see. We'll see. So so then Andy's like, Pacey, are you checking your own butt out in the mirror? <laughs> Which I just fucking love. <laughs> And he's like, no, of course not. No, I would never do that. No, no. It's so cute. They just I have such a them. cute banter. Yeah, yeah. And so like they ju- you just really feel their real connection and their real healthy relationship. There's like two people that hang out. And they just like enjoy being around each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like she's like, entertained not, by the fact that he's not checking com- out his own It's blood. not complicated. Yeah, it's like not complicated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's really interesting. Totally. So she's in her bathroom and then we see she takes some of her Xanax, some pills yeah. and like, you know, whatever. And then she walks out of her bathroom and, you know, Pacey kind of is like at her bathroom doorway with her. And then she walks past him into her room and he le- looks over and he sees in the trash can a pill bottle and he picks it up. Yeah. I was wondering what you thought about that because I do not love it. I don't love it. I, I don't. I I I get it because I could see how nosy you could be. I don't. I would never do that. I I no. just like. I actually don't get it. I wouldn't be that nosy. I just think like yeah. I I think that like if you see pills in someone's trash can, you don't pick them up. Like if you see pills, I try not to look at people's pills no matter what. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, <sighs> I don't like that he does that. Anything like some kind of antibiotic or I don't know. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it could just be anything because I've I have really bad eczema, so I've had to take pills off and on for it. You know, so I don't know. It was really weird, but I will say he's uncomfortable with what he found out. But he in turn like to compare it to Dawson reading um, Joey's diary, which this is not as bad. No, it's not. There's both transgressions, but I think on the, if you were to compare them, like it, the invasion of privacy of reading a diary is like a universal thing, you know? Yeah. Versus like seeing someone's trash like right there in front of your face. He didn't have to flip. He just had to grab it. He clearly could have seen what it said from his vantage point. You right. Know? Right. Um, they, it's like he only pulled it up for the camera. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So it, that was like an, a, a misstep, but it like it, and I don't like it, but I, I it's definitely not as bad. But his uncomfortableness with the, the thing that was revealed that he knows he shouldn't know it's, it wasn't the same. It wasn't anger. Right. He, he didn't make it about him. He made it about her. Yeah, he doesn't he, – like, Dawson, like, runs out of the – like, left was like, you know, yeah. I, no, he I gotta made it go. Up. Dawson makes it about him. Dawson's yeah. like, this is me. My feelings are hurt, you know? Yeah. And, and this is Pacey being – because – he had already asked her about the pills right. you know, previously. 
And she said it was her mom. So then he's kind of like, wait, she said it was her mom's and now they're in her trash can. So it's not something he didn't, it's like completely unfamiliar to him. You right. Know? Right. So it's, it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> we cut with like no resolve to it. Yeah. To the, to Dawson in the library. And he's like looking through the stacks. Yeah. <laughs> and like Rachel Lee Cook just like peeks through two books and is like, Oh, you looking for anything? Yeah. She's asked if she sees anything he likes. <laughs> it's Ooh. super weird. Yeah. And she says her name's uh, Devin. And then Dawson's kind of like, oh, you must think I'm a pervert. Yes. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> LOL. Yes. And um, she's like literally the epitome of the worst first year college student. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> I, I mean, she's like... Talking about her psych professor, she's like, you know what my psych professor would say? Uh, that you're a deviant uh, and like that you're latent desires and blah, blah, blah. And I, I just wrote, I love how oddly accurate about college students this is. <laughs> like, it's so spot on. <laughs> and it like, it kind of triggered me. I'm not going to lie. I, I was feel- like, oh, God. Okay. Okay. I feel like it's like I- when you have to like interact with your cousin who yeah. comes back over Thanksgiving, their yeah. first, co- you know, first time away. And you're yeah. just like, cool, man. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I want you to have this experience. So I'm not going to say anything, but yeah. in my heart, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, get the hell away from me. Um, and also, like, I just wanted to say, too, um, that so before this episode and She's All That, Rachel Lee Cook had been in the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. That's where I knew her from. Yeah. I really liked that movie. I yeah. remember. I did a project where we had to like cast our lives when I was in junior high and she, I made her me. Oh, nice. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, she was also played Becky Thatcher in Tom and Huck, which was a movie yeah. that I loved. Starring JTT. JTT and Brad Devin Renfro. Sala. Oh, no, Brad, Brad Renfro. Renfro. My, oh, oh rest, rest in, in peace. peace. <laughs> oh my <sighs> God. He was one of my one true loves yeah. with Devin Sawa. Yeah, he was great. And then she was also played a young Parker Posey in The House of Yes, which is a great movie if you haven't oh, seen it. She yeah, plays the young Jackie really O. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. In the House of Yes. So, but She's All That was her first, like, big movie. No, that, this is, like, tri- like yeah. exploded. Yeah. So, um, so then Dawson's, like, you know, gives his, like, little, like, I'm too wise to fall for your weird, like, college shit. Because, like, <laughs> apparently I'm wiser than college students. And he's like, I was simply dropping off a movie script for my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and she just kind of goes, meh, psych's not my major anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I love her. I love her. She's like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, they're both equally the most annoying, immature people. <laughs> totally. And I love it. Like Their banter together, like, it was really frustrating me and making my blood boil a little yeah. bit. But I also was, like, spot on. Yeah. Are they soulmates? Are they soulmates? <laughs> they might be. I know. <laughs> they deserve each other. So then, like, Dawson starts asking her, like, how do you do it? How do you model naked? Aren't you uncomfortable? And she's yeah. like, well, I'm an actress, so I just, like, think of it as a part I'm playing. Plus, they pay me well, which, like, phew, I mean, good work if you can get it, yo. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And so then Dawson's like, oh, you're an actress. <laughs> well, it, as Go it, on. <laughs> I'm making a movie. Yeah. And as she it told, turns out, I'm making a movie. She totally makes a dig at him. Oh, your first movie. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah she's like, so funny. And then his retort is second. Yeah. 
She's like, okay. my first one won a prize at the Boston Film Festival, so they gave me money to make this, obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to hit both of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then he's like, oh, actually, I'm still casting, and there's a part that you might be great for that's the part of Sammy, which is, like, gender-ambiguous girl names. or so names for her. No, no, no. The character's name is Sammy. No, I know, but I like how even the even the, she's Devin. Yeah, she mm-hmm. Devin's a gender ambiguous name. Yeah. They're Almost. like really going with this. It's like meta on top of meta or <laughs> yeah. something. Oh you know? fuck! I forgot a bell. Shit! <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have a lamp. Hang on. <laughs> no, that one's not gonna work. Dang it. Okay, someday I'll remember to bring a bell in here. Um. <laughs> Or a pot and a spoon. Um, so anyway, uh, so then um, he hands her the script and he's like, oh, it's got my address on it. <laughs> so so, so just, I just would love to hear what you thought. And I guess then, that's what you had to do when you didn't have like an email or a cell phone, right? Yeah, he said his it's phone like, number. hand on. out your address to randos. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that there's addresses on it. However, yes, whatever. It was the 90s. We didn't have all the communication tools. Um, yeah. So then he's like, um, you know, I'd love to hear what you think. And then she just like, like a boss goes, be careful, Dawson. Stronger men have been crushed by what I think. <laughs> I loved it. I love it. I know. Yeah. They're like kind of low key giving us a taste of like, this is what Joey will be like in college. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for season five. <laughs> so then we're at Graham's and uh, we finally see Graham's. How long has it been? It's been a long ass time. Yeah, I like I didn't remember that until like way later in the episode because this is the episode when she kind of like changes her vibe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, we haven't seen her for like 10 episodes. It's been a while. Yeah, I guess it was eight. I think it was like full moon rising. Yeah, where she was a bitch to yell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we see Graham's uh, – we're at Jen's house – or Graham's house and Jen's in the kitchen and Graham's walks in um, and she's got like a bunch of groceries and Jen's like, oh, thanks for helping with the craft services. So this is when we're getting the first inkling of the scale of production that uh, $2,500 buys you in Cape Side. Right. They've got craft services. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Exactly. And uh, – and right behind Graham's is a boy who walks in carrying some groceries. Right. His name is Tyson. Mm-hmm. Tyson Hicks. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very confusing for me um, because my boss's name is Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, he then is like, it's Ty. It's Ty. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and he's like, Jen, I hear you're working on a movie. And he's like, you know, I would love to help. Uh, work on this movie with you and Jen's like great like we could use the help and they're kind of flirty yeah they're super flirty which I'm not gonna lie it feels out of character for Jen to like it seems like Grams is setting them up right yeah yeah it does seem like Grams is setting them up it does so I'm kind of surprised Jen falls for it Uh, yeah I agree with you I think it's very it's very odd that like um 
Well, I, I, I'm going to have something to say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, but uh, but so then we go over to Dawson's room and Pacey and Dawson are like putting up these movie posters. Yeah. And Pacey tells Dawson, like, you know, I found these prescription pills and like. Yeah, he's you know, asking Dawson for advice. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do. And Dawson rightfully is like, who cares about meds? Everyone takes meds. Like, go look in my parents' cabinet. And I was wondering, yeah, is this Dawson's class showing? I kind of felt like, yes. I said Mitch and Gale living up to the white middle class people's stereotypes. Yeah, because, like, I remember these episodes and, like, I know now it's a big deal. But at the time, I never thought it was a big deal that she took meds and that, like, this storyline was portrayed. I knew people that did that, yeah. you know, like, you know, even psych meds. Like, I know people that take all kinds of types of meds, you know? so sure. It didn't feel particularly weird to me. Now I know that, you know what I mean? Uh, And so seeing the comparison of Pacey kind of, because Pacey then is, on the other hand, is like, no, but it's Xanax. Yeah. And he, you know, Pacey's from a different class than Dawson. And his experience and feeling on it represent like a different acceptance level from a from a class perspective, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I think what's so interesting to me about, um, uh, I think, first of all, I think it's partially the time, right? Is like mm-hmm. Xanax wasn't something that like people took all the time. I've said this before. You mm-hmm. know, now, I, you know, I could probably name you multiple people in my direct friend group that are taking Xanax or that, I mean, take pop it before a flight to like yeah, yeah, yeah. help with anxiety or exactly. whatever. Exactly, like self-medicate because they know the way that it affects their body, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I just was like, you know, this is where we were in mental health that like, you know, there was something a little bit taboo about this. I mean, I do remember my mom went on antidepressants mm-hmm. for a while when I was in maybe elementary school or middle school. And I remember the conversation being like, this is going to happen and like, da, 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 da. And, um, and I think that like now the conversation is a little different around those. Like yeah. it's not as, it's not, it's more like, okay, you know, we, yeah. this is something that I need in order to, you know, even out certain imbalances. Yeah. And- I mean, it's like not really, I guess in my opinion, it's not really different than taking like blood pressure medicine or like, yeah. you know, any kind of daily pill you need to take to live. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. It, so it was really fascinating to see the, the two characters and their take on it, you know? Yeah, and, like, no, I agree. I agree. And, and Pacey's like, do you think, to Dawson, he's like, do you think Andy's been di- acting differently lately? You know, how, what do you, what is your take on, on her behavior? And on the one hand, I do like that Pacey's asking someone for advice, but have we really seen Dawson and Andy hang out? No. I mean, she came over to his house once to tell her, tell him that she liked Pacey. That's yeah. it. That's all we got. But <laughs> we've they've exactly. never really hung out. They kind of s- saw each other at the dance. But yeah, yeah. no. I feel like me or that. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I mean Dawson is just selfish. Doesn't want to participate in his best friend's life. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I was like, of all the people you're gonna ask uh, Dawson about this, but anyways, yeah, I so like that he asked someone. I do. I know? do too. And Dawson, Dawson's like you know. 
um, just ask her about it if you're worried, you know, and Pacey's kind of like, well, I don't want to stress her out more, but, you know, and if she wanted to, wants to talk about it, she would tell me, but yeah. it's also just my na- not in my nature to sit by while she suffers. And, uh, you know, I dig that. I think, I do think just ask people, uh, um, just ask people, but I also, I think it's nice that Pacey is sort of. Well, I totally agree. Like, I mean, I do think that that's like the go-to advice that you should say to anyone. Like if you want an answer, ask for it. Or if you want something, ask for it. But then, you know, some people need to say like, well, these are the reasons in which I don't feel comfortable asking for that. That's why I'm asking for advice. Right. Like, I don't think Pacey is the type that needs to get the advice. Ask someone. You know, he's pretty straightforward and he, he is upfront with people, you know? Yeah. So that advice, while I, it's good advice broadly to give anyone, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's the advice that a best friend would be giving Pacey. So my note on his advice is like, it's good advice for a high school kid. Uh-huh. Like, I think it's very high school advice. Like yeah. that he's like, you know, just she, why don't you just make sure that she's this time she spends with you is as stress-free as possible is like, it's decent high school kid advice. Mm-hmm. That's a fine sentiment. But like, actually when you're building a, a real relationship, you have to go through those stressful bits together and like deal with them yeah. together. And if someone's, you know, it's vulnerable, it's vulnerability, right? Like she doesn't want to open up to him about like this mm-hmm. part of her. And I get that. That's fucking scary to say, yeah. like, Hey, and- Pacey gets it too. Right. Hey, I have mental illness and like, you know, I don't, I, I need to treat it with medication and I don't know how you're going to react to that fact. Like, and I don't know how to talk about it either. Right. And so like him, because I'm from this family that like keeps this stuff all close Mm -hmm. to the belt and tied down and you're not and you're you're not like that i mean i think pacey is kind of from a family like that but i don't think pacey himself is like that well we have seen all of our girls struggle with how to reveal and explain and communicate their past you know right jen's really struggled with how to explain and communicate her past in new york you know when she revealed it to dawson he didn't take it well. And I, I don't think it's necessarily because of how Jen revealed it, but you know, you have to learn those lessons of like, okay, if I say it like this, it might, you know, like, how do I reveal it and make it my own and like, you know, know how to communicate it. Yeah. And so I see how like Andy hasn't had to tell anyone this right before. So she doesn't know how she doesn't know the tools and she doesn't know if she needs to either. Is this something that your partner needs to know? She she's not sure about that. Right. You know, because it's also her first relationship. So like these are the things you learn as you grow. How do you explain who you are in your past and, you know, make it about you and make it a, in a healthy way, in a way that you feel comfortable? So I think I mean, obviously, everyone knows I love Pacey. The way he explains it is such a good space. He's like, I want her to be comfortable to tell me. I know, like, I know this thing about her now that, like, you know, it is what it is. And I I don't know, necessarily feel comfortable bringing it up to her. But that also feels inauthentic to me. And that's, like, one of the most complicated things about a relationship is how do you respect someone's boundary by while still maintaining your authenticity, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, 
yeah, I mean, like you said, that's such a hard part of dealing with relationships is like, how do I, how do I accommodate you while also not getting rid of Mm -hmm. me? kind of thing exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so then there's like a little button at the end of that scene where dawson like moves this poster the et poster and he's like if i put it here it'll be in the shot pacey and pacey's like don't you think it telling your own life story in your own bedroom is a little perverse even for you and i just said let's count how many times we tell dawson's life story in this bedroom shall we <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, there's, this is not the last time that we're going to tell Dawson's story in Dawson's bedroom. In his bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. They really like hammer it home. Dawson's bedroom is yeah. a hotbed of growing up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so then we go out to the outside of Dawson's house, the little deck outside, and um, yeah. and they're setting up for this shoot. It's nighttime or Dawson's setting up. And Devin yeah. comes over because she has his address because it was on the script. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, I read your script. She goes, you know, I didn't love it. Yeah. And she's like, there's so much angst and overanalyzing and hesitancy to make a decision on anything. And it, she goes, it took me back to my adolescence. And Dawson <laughs> gives a great comeback, which is... <laughs> Two whole years ago. <laughs> I love it. But then I like her comeback. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. In our years. Yeah. And she's fucking right. That's she why is. it's gross when someone's like two or three years older and like d- in college and dating like a high school student. You yeah. Know? Yeah, totally. And your like, experience is so different and pivotal at that time in your life. Yeah. You know? Oh, 100 percent. And like, and so she's, she tells him like the script is heavy handed and overly verbose and Dawson is fairly unhappy about this. And he's like, so you're not interested then? And she goes, sorry, go ahead. No, you could say it. Do you ever in doubt? Yeah. She goes, once I got past all that and got to the real feelings, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. And she's like. Once I got through the $20 words in Psychobabble, yeah. I got to the root of Sammy's character. Yeah. <laughs> dig. Dig. And Dawson's pissed. And yeah. he's like, all right, nah. And she's like, dude, if you can take feedback, you have no chance of being a director. Right. And he's like, he. Isn't it wild a stranger finally calls him out about that? A hundred percent. I thought it was so great that someone called him out about that. I was like, thank you. Yeah. And he's like, Like no one said to him, do you want the Dawson truth or the truth truth? She just straight up was like, you get the truth truth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you the truth truth. And the truth truth is like, you got to be able to take some shit from people. You have to be able to take constructive criticism. Yeah. Like, hello. Yeah, and like like everyone's been saying, the script really isn't that good because the story isn't that compelling. Right. You know? I agree. I mean, it's it's great when Josh, or when, not Josh, when Katie and, and James do it. But, uh, you know, it's not yeah. like, it's, it's not some epic, insane love story. It's just like a high school romance. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, um, so Dawson's like, you know, you're right. The least I can, do, you came all the way over here. The least I can do is let you audition. And I just said, like, Dawson just needs people to constantly put him in his place. I just like, I know he because he actually like does react when people do it. People just like never fucking do it. I know, you know. 
Well, because he's successfully um, convinced all of his friends that it's unsafe for them to give their opinion. Yeah. So they don't. Yeah. And strangers don't have that experience with him. So they're like, oh, this guy's a creative. He wants us to collaborate on this project, a movie. So I'm going to give my feedback. So, so yeah, after Dawson, after she like says this to Dawson, Dawson's like, well, no, you're right. The least I can let you do is audition. So, so, um, Rachel Lee Cook starts, you know, auditioning and she's well, da- or, uh, Dawson's like, why don't you do this one scene? And she's like, no, no, no. I want to do this other scene. <laughs> yeah. And she picked out the scene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and she starts auditioning and Dawson plays the Wade, the Dawson character, yeah. you know, Wade. <laughs> yeah. Wade. <laughs> and, um, it's like, this is definitely a scene that is straight out of episode, a uh, season one, episode 12. This yeah, beauty contest. It's like the most iconic, in my mind, season one scene where she takes her lipstick off yeah. and you think she's going to say it's just lipstick, but instead she says, this is just cosmetic enhancement. <laughs> <laughs> I died. I forgot about that. I, I laughed so hard. I know. I love Dawson trying to make a woman sound smart by saying cosmetic enhancement. <laughs> Well, and also it's just one of those things where it's like, he's not, he, the line, it's just lipstick and it's just hairspray is actually a really great line. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a great line. It actually does have depth and meaning to it. Yeah. (laughs) This, whatever he's written is like fucking nuts. It's like he's trying not to plagiarize. (laughs) (laughs) It further the point, this is like a pretty bad script. Yeah. Yeah, I, we've made that point before, and I think it's being driven home right now. Also, yes, if I absolutely. had a, if I had our meta triangle, I would um, ring it because it's so meta that he's like, yeah, this whole. I mean, this episode basically just to just have a meta triangle ringing behind it the whole time. Um, <laughs> but, but so Devin's really good. She's like great. She yeah. nails it. And he does. And Dawson, like you can see on his face, he's like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, this is her, you yeah. know? Totally. And and then we go over to the ice house. And it's yeah. like seemingly the next day. And Joey like tells Jack that she's like, I got to get out of her early because I promised Dawson I'd help him with the shoot. Right. And Jack looks at her and is like, oh, great. What time? Because like I told that or Jen told me that they were understaffed. So I said I would help. And so yeah, like I'm so coming too. Cute. <laughs> It's so cute because not only does Joey feel comfortable telling Jack, like, hey, I'm going to go help Dawson, but also we re- we find out that Jack and Jen are, like, talking and, like, you know, still chatting each other out and still, like, trying to build some kind of relationship. Yeah. So they're like, yeah. Because we haven't really seen them on screen together since the end of Sex She Wrote. Right. Um where they have that moment in the classroom, but like the idea that they're still kind of chatting and being friendly. Yeah. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And, and Joey asked Jack how Dawson feels about this. And Jack, like the fucking boss he is, is like, (laughs) I don't know. Did not ask him. Jack literally like my life doesn't revolve around Dawson. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Joey goes out and Devin is sitting at one of her tables and she like, doesn't really recognize her. No, doesn't Does recognize she? her. No, yeah. no, no, I don't think so. I get that. I never fucking recognize her. No, no, people. I totally do. That's why this scene is hella creepy. Right. Because <laughs> Devin is, like, trying to copy, like, Joey's movements. 
yeah, Joey's like, can I take your order? And this weirdo at the table is like, can I take your order? <laughs> what happened to you? You're serving. <laughs> Look, at, so I was, I was, a, I was a waitress for a long time. I waited a lot of tables in col- high school and college and a lot of weird shit happened to me, but nobody ever behaved like this. <laughs> that was that I could count on. Thank God. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and so Joey's, like, rightfully freaked out. And she just, like, she kind of, like, looks at Devin and is like, uh, you can tell that Devin's made her uncomfortable. And Devin's like, oh, burger, fries, and a Coke, please. See ya. And then Joey goes to take the order back in the kitchen. And she says to Jack, uh, sorry, that girl is hella creepy. (laughs) You need to take over for me. Yeah. And Jack's (laughs) like... Sorry. I'm glad Jack just like did it without, he didn't even say like, try to gaslight. Like, what do you mean? No way. You know, like, which is always Dawson's motive, you know, but Jack's like, just without questioning, he's like, okay, you know, yeah. I guess he probably understands service industry more. Like you just have to believe people. Yeah. Sometimes people are creepy and you got to cover for them. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Like no questions asked. Oh, most definitely. Um, I, and Jack, like, brings, you know, Devin her soda, and then Devin's like, do you know that waitress over there? And Jack's like, I mean, you could say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then Devin's like, tell me everything about her. And Jack's just kind of like, uh. <laughs> it's so creepy. It's so creepy. Even Jack's, like, visibly disturbed by it. Like, yeah. what is happening? I know fucking weird anyway so then after that weirdo scene we go over to andy's house and like andy's outside in their like really nice garden reading and pacey walks in and says hey mcphee which makes me all warm and fuzzy inside every time he does it yeah and um and pacey's like you know i've been wrestling about whether or not to ask you about this so i'm just gonna get it out and he like asks about the xanax he he found in andy's yeah and he says like she says to him, like, oh, they're my mom's, which is the lie she's told him before. Right. And he says one of the most, like, best things I think someone could say. He's like, look, we don't have to talk about this, but you can't lie to me. Right. And, um, like, I just think that's so smart that he's, like, creating boundaries in his relationship. Like, you can just say, I don't want to talk about it, but lying shouldn't be your instinct and shouldn't be the way that you communicate with your partner. Yeah, and, like, and like I don't have to be your shoulder at all times, but, like, don't lie to me about the fact that you're going through something, you know? Um, right. And, and Andy, like, then opens up and says, you know, I started taking Xanax when Tim died, and it helps my mood swings. And and Pacey sort of asks how, like, why did you feel like you had to hide this from me? You know, and mm-hmm. instead of answering that question, Andy is like, it doesn't matter because my doctor isn't renewing her pres- my prescription, which I was like, who is this doctor? I know. I <laughs> definitely was like, this is not an authentic storyline yeah. <laughs> or like a way that this, you know, this would go down. Yeah. This <laughs> like, is not protocol. Research it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like she's like, yeah, my my um doctor wants me to go to therapy for my stress. And uh, which like I'm all for. I've said it on this podcast yeah. many times. I think everyone should be in therapy. But like that Andy's like, but that stresses me out and and Pacey's kind of like therapy doesn't not seem like a bad idea. Like Yeah, he kind of normalizes it. Yeah, totally. And 
And Pacey or Andy kind of, she's like bordering on defensive, right? She's like, you know, I can take care of myself. I'm okay. And Pacey asks, like, if you weren't okay, you would tell me, right? Like, he seems to be like just wanting to be there in whatever way he can. Yeah. And whatever way she'll let him. This is so fucking hard. Um, Like, we're going to get to a scene later. It's such a difficult situation because, like, how do you navigate this in your relationship? You know, you want to create space for each other, but you don't want to get into the dynamic of like caretaker, like, you know, victim role, because that's not, that's an unbalanced relationship, you know? So it's a very hard thing to go through. And like, ultimately like anything in a relationship just takes like hella communication, right? you know, I do. fortunately I do. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, my thing is like, I really think the two of them together, Meredith Monroe and Josh Jackson, are, like, so good at conveying these, like, these are difficult topics to to tackle, yeah. particularly in a teen show. And Meredith Monroe might have been 28 or 29 or whatever, but, like, Joshua Jackson <laughs> is, like, 18 or 19, or, like, 19 or 20 yeah. at this point. You know, yeah. like, he's not that old. Um, and so just the depth in which they do it, it's, I think, is just awesome. Yeah, it's really hard to watch but the emotion and the conflict you know the complexity of the situation it it just feels so authentic you know and you're just like you feel for both of them they're both in these really struggling positions yeah they're both Uh. they're both it's it's hard like that's hard for adults yeah you know who have experience navigating relationships and communication like this so absolutely So then we go back outside to Dawson's house and they're like rehearsing for the shoot tomorrow. So there's like a like, fake bed set up and like a fake chairs. TV yeah. made out of a cardboard box. And like, it's really funny. It's great. It was really cracking me up. It's great. And Chris and Devin are in the fake bed and they're right. running the, sh- the scene from when Jen first shows up for the movie night. Right. And, and Abby, who plays Jen's character, mm-hmm. is late. Yeah. Not there. Not there. Of course. And yeah. Jen and uh, Dawson's like, oh, Jen, will you just read the part? <laughs> so like. <laughs> oh, weird. Dawson is now asking the person who lived this, who is very aware <laughs> of what this fucking scene is. Yeah. To um, read her own part in this fake movie that he has. Uh, has uh, co-opted the narrative <laughs> and made it a one-sided story that didn't need to be retold. Yeah. I, my question was just like, why does Dawson make the women in his life do shit like this? Like, it's uh, mind-blowing to me. I mean, Very good question. I, I think I can answer it, but. <laughs> um. So Joey walks up and like, Joey, Joey walks up to this scene and yeah. she's definitely wearing carpenter jeans. Um, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, this is so awkward. It's like the three people who actually lived this scene are all in this scene on television. Yeah, and now her stalker is running her lines. <laughs> it's like. She's like, I felt like she was more shook that like Devin was there than that she had to relive this weird experience that her ex-boyfriend was like, uh, writing for her or whatever of her, you know? Yeah. She just was like, is this my personal hell? Like what's happening? Yes. Joey. Yes, it is. It is your personal hell. And Dawson, like, you know, so Chris, like, this in the scene, when Jen goes to leave, Chris, like, kind of implies that they should all have a threesome. 
Um, and Dawson yeah. is like, Dawson is like, no, like, no, it's not like that, Chris. Like, you know, you don't know that she likes you. And Chris is like, but it's so obvious, which like, I mean, meta triangle. Yeah. Here it is again. Yeah. yeah. It was so yeah. obvious. It was so obvious. It was. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, you know, Joey is overhearing all of this, like this whole fucking conversation. Yeah. And she has to hear the whole conversation about how Dawson doesn't know that his, that Sammy, who is Joey, is fuck is into him. And she's like, oh, hey, <laughs> even more my nightmare. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> There's like, nothing we, about we this these- that I'm excited about. <laughs> and this is the point also that we find out Jen and Dawson now have the same hair. <laughs> uh, I'm like, how? Let's get us try to get a side by side comparison. I know we've been having some trouble with our screen caps because of Hulu, and um, but uh, I, I'm going to see if we can get some side by side comparison about Dawson. Oh Jen's. my god, it's the exact same haircut. Yeah. She's like morphed into him. It's very horrible. Yeah. That she has to go through this. <laughs> Agreed. She's Agreed. on a journey. She's, She's on, a journey. on a hair journey. Okay. It's the other day, Rachel. The metaphor for her life journey. <laughs> it is the other day, our friend Rachel, um, I posted a picture of my new podcasting digs, and there was a like a like just a still shot of Jen on my computer because I was watching something. <laughs> And she was like, man, I forgot how bad that hair is. <laughs> she was like, it's horrible. She was like, I know you guys talk about it on the pod, but like, I forgot how bad it, it was. Every time I see it, I'm shocked as well. Yeah. I, I can't. I remember it being bad the first time we yeah. watched it and then all these subsequent times. But like, it never, you can't imagine just that it's that bad. Like, you remember it being bad, and then it's like, oh, wow, 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 wow. Okay. And they just, like, never find wow. a way to make it better. Like, they never find no. a way to, like, style it in some kind of way that makes it better. No. Which, like, no. shocking. Okay. I I know. It's, anyways. Okay, anyways. So, speaking of Jen, yeah. she grabs Dawson <laughs> and is like, bro please ease up on this cast because you yeah, know like you gotta let them act to the character yeah. exactly exactly and you know jen we're starting to see that jen is actually pretty good at this assistant director stuff you know she calms yeah. dawson down calms the director down lets him like talk to the actors and as jen's doing this you know Dawson sees Joey come up and he's like, let me introduce you to Devin, who's playing Sammy, a.k.a. you. (laughs) It's just so obtuse. Joey, meet the girl who's playing you. Isn't this going to be great? (laughs) It's just... So he says, like, you might recognize her from art class. And then Joey, like, in true, like, old school Joey fashion goes, oh, right, the clothes threw me at first, but I recognize you. (laughs) But really, she's playing off the fact that, like, this girl's been following me around and acting like a fucking lunatic for, like, two days now. Yeah, just a total creep. Yeah. And And then Devin's like, I was going for the method approach. (laughs) <laughs> that fucking method, I just love how much of a college kid she is. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, they really <laughs> nailed it. That went right over my head when I was in high school, but they really nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and Devin asked Joey for like character insights on Sammy. She's like, you know, I want to know. Um, she said, you know, like, I think that Sammy and Wade, who's, a, let me remind you the Dawson character's name, are soulmates. And I was just like, why do you think that? Like, what in this script yeah. shows any evidence that they're soulmates? I mean, I guess it's just like, they, how do they define soulmates? Like, what, they, what is the definition of soulmates in the Dawson's Creek wor- world? Yeah, I think um, I think we should have some more discussions about that in some upcoming episodes. Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> because this is the first time they've even been mentioned that to the audience, right? That's the first time. Yeah, that's the first time we hear that term soulmate to the audience about Dawson yeah. and Joey. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. Or about anyone else. Right? Or about anyone I mean, else. Even mentioned? No, yeah. like not even Mitch and Gail or anything like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So... Here we are. Um, interesting. Interesting. So then we go over to the school, um, which is, it's presumably the weekend. And it cuts to like, we're in the film frame. You know, it's got the little like markings yeah. on it. And Devin and Chris are in this scene and like they're walking and they're, there's a tracking shot and the dolly just like crashes and like <laughs> falls. <laughs> the camera falls. It's like, it's just like this scene. And like then it's we not find out well. it is the most elaborate production that $2,500 <laughs> can buy you. Yeah. This is like a $50,000 production so far. <laughs> it's, there's like four dozen people there, yeah. like and the the equipment and everything. You're yeah. like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. This is some like level of privilege I was I am not familiar with. Yeah, I'm not privy to. And and Dawson's like, oh, you know, tells the actors like, take five guys. And Jen, again, a boss AD, an assistant director, says like, Dawson, we got to get the first shot off before you start giving people breaks. And I was like. Someone give this woman yep. a job in Hollywood because she would be great. Yeah. That's what an AD does. Um, they also have an <laughs> average lifespan of about 55 because they have so much stress. But <laughs> there you are. Um, so then, like, Ty, who's there, tells Jen, like, you know, oh, I couldn't concentrate because you're in my vicinity. That's why the camera crashed. And I'm just like, I got a lot of questions about this guy, Aaron. A lot of questions. I know. I don't. I, he creeps me out. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Okay. Stick a pin in that. Yeah. Stick a pin in that. We'll see where that goes. So um, then we cut over and Jack and um, comes up to Joey. And he really creates a space for her. And he's like, hey, do you want to talk about this? Is this weird that you're like working on a movie that is a recreation of your life? Yeah. And she's like, no, what? I don't think it's weird. Because, like, somehow she believes Dawson is over her. And, yeah. like, all evidence to the contrary. All evidence to the contrary. Yeah. My dad. He's literally making a movie about their relationship. Absolutely. And, like, Jack knows that, too. Obviously, he brought it up. So, don't you wish Jack would have said to her, like, hey, we don't have to talk about it, but you don't have to lie to me? I do wish Jack had said that. I think um, I think a lot of characters in this show should be saying that, <laughs> you know, yeah. no, um, absolutely. And I think, and you know, Jack basically is like, you know, I, I he is like open about it. I want to, all right. you know, we can talk about this. It's okay. It doesn't. It, it's like seems to not really bother him that Dawson is making this movie. 
But like, right. and, and then he says, you know, someone needs to tell Oliver Stone over there that the war is over, which I kind of like fucking love that line from Jack. I, yeah. I just think like Jack is like, I'm not fucking battling with this guy because this isn't, you know, this is because like, you don't win girls. Girls get to choose who they're with. There you go. Exactly. And and. Joey, when Joey says, like, Dawson's over me, like, I'm not worried about it, Dawson's over me, Jack's, like, le- gestures wildly to everything around them and is like, uh, I have evidence to the contrary. Uh, <laughs> he literally is like, that is unbelievable. <laughs> There's 40 people around that are reliving events that happened just, just a few months about right, you. Right, They're reliving <laughs> your life. <laughs> And then Aaron, a song cue hits, and it is the bare naked ladies. It's all been done, <laughs> which is just one of my favorite '90s song cues. This is not the only '90s uh, media that it, sh- it appears in. '90s vehicle, uh, Melissa Joan Hart, Adrian Grenier film, right. Drive Me Crazy, right. Ali Larder. Ali Larder is in that. Um, who there's like a lot of there it's it's pretty star-studded as well um mm-hmm. it's 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 filled with a bunch of people that you know their faces um right. and are in a bunch of other stuff but like i don't know that i necessarily know yes yeah. anyway just an fyi for all you out there the brand naked ladies has all been done great great song cue <laughs> so so uh Joey and Jack then, like, kiss, and Joey, because Jack's kind of like, as long as you're over him, I'm fine. And they kiss, and Joey hugs him, and then we kind of close up on Joey's face where she looks a a wee bit uncomfortable. A little bit conflicted, yeah. A little bit conflicted. conflicted. Yeah. But is she just conflicted that she thinks Dawson's over her? I think she's, I don't know, I think she's a little conflicted because I don't think she's totally over Dawson yet, which I think is... Right. Fine. Fair, of course, yeah. I think it's fine and fair. I mean, I know Jack says, like, as long as you're over him, but, like, I actually don't think that that's, I don't think that that's necessary. I think that they can have a perfectly fine relationship as she is trying to move past what her and Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's whether or not you're over someone. I think it's whether or not you want to be with them or not. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. yeah. As long as you don't want to be with Dawson, then we're good. Yeah. Agreed. So then uh, the bare naked ladies take us all into this movie montage. <laughs> yeah, we're like, Joey's kind of doing her thing. And then Devin's like a total creep, like <laughs> just watching her every move. Yeah. Like it's so, why did they make the character like this? It's so creepy. I know, I know. And it's like, and and it's like De- Devin will watch Joey do something. And then you'll see the clip of the film Oh, the, f- the film Creek Times, right? Um, <laughs> reminder, that's what this movie is called. <laughs> Creek Times. <laughs> um, and she'll, and then Devin will do the exact same behavior. So, like, she sees Joey kind of, like, rub Jack's hair and, like, kiss him, like, hug him and kiss him. Yeah. And then she does that. And then, like, and so it's creepy. just, like, oh, It's so God. creepy. It's so creepy. And yeah. Joey gets more and more annoyed as this, like, starts happening yes she has someone stalking her (laughs) (laughs) she is having the right behavior to this these actions yeah she is having the correct the correct response indeed okay so then we go inside the school and like 
the montage sort of ends inside the school and Jen starts organizing, is organizing the shot list and like Ty comes up and they like flirt a little bit and she says her neck hurts and he gives her a neck rub. And then Jen asks Ty to go out with her that night. (laughs) It's so awesome. It's so awesome. She's such a boss. Jen's a boss. Yeah, she is. She is. And, and like, you know, she, she, um, Ty says, okay, yeah, I would love to go out with you, but one stipulation, you have to put yourself in my hands. And Jen replies, they are good hands. And I was like, I mean, I'm for Jen flirting with people. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> she like, it just doesn't make sense because like this guy she was intro to from Grams. Why yeah. does she like think that he's like some like I don't know. She's making it all like yeah. sexual and like it's just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, I agree. I I mean I'm into her flirting and I like love hearing yeah, yeah, Jen yeah. flirt. I think it's great. And I love I love a girl who'll ask a guy out. I'm like here for all that, here for all of it. But yes, I think the fact that Ty came into her life carrying Graham's groceries means he is slightly suspect. And perhaps he will turn out to be a wonderful, nice guy. Who knows? Well, but like, I don't know if I it's would like be a little suspect. He just I, he creeps me out. But I just mean like if you're like Graham's is like pretty conservative. Like she meets him at her church, right? Did she say that? Right. She did not say that. Well, uh, I, oh wait, maybe well, she did she... say. Maybe she said, "I know him from church." Because where would she know some young dude? You know, like I mean... <laughs> you can make the assumption uh, assumption that she met him at her church. You know, totally right. fine. Nothing wrong with that. But then, like, like you can also then therefore make the assumption that like he's a, a conservative Christian or whatever Grams is, and he's not like yeah. looking to party and like you know, fuck Jen necessarily. So I can't tell if this is just what Jen thinks is flirting. Yeah, I think, um, like, does she just sexualize everything? Cause she's been sexualized. I mean, I think that might be true. Yeah. Um, I also think like, I, I think that sometimes Jen thinks that no guy would be interested in her as anything but something sexual because of how sexualized she was at at such a young age. And so I think part of it is like, I met this guy, he's nice. So obviously we have to go out on a date, that kind of thing. And like, as much as it's kind of pains me to admit it, Dawson is really so far and a little bit pacey, although they don't really hang out that much. But Dawson is really the only one so far that's like allowed Jen to be a friend. Mm. Even still, he sexualizes her on a regular basis. Yeah, Pacey's yeah. the only one that hasn't done it at all. Right. Yeah. But they don't really hang out. So. Yeah. No. So so then um, we go back outside and Chris and Devin are like. They're, like, following Dawson down the stairs, and they're, like, asking about their motivations. (laughs) And I just, like, my note was just, like, I'm getting the impression that Dawson is not an actor's director. (laughs) Definitely not. No. 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 And It's, like, he doesn't want to direct them with their motivations, but he also doesn't want them to make any choices that he doesn't want them to make. It's, like, the same when he communicates with, like, all of his friends. Like, read my mind. And you're, like, that doesn't work. (laughs) Right. Well, and that is literally my next note is like Dawson is basically instructing these two to act exactly like him and Joey. 
And like, right. instead of giving them any space to like breathe any life into these characters whatsoever, like he wants them to do it exactly as it was done, which like, yeah. again, tells me that like, he is, he, he, this is some like weird fucked up, like retelling of what happened. <laughs> Yeah, like so creepy. Attempt to control the narrative that he couldn't control when it was happening in real life. Yeah, yeah. So and he uh, tries to make an effort to tell Chris, and he like starts to explain, and then he like turns a little bit, and <laughs> we see Joey in the distance, and yeah. Dawson like like just pins his eyes on her. She doesn't notice his gaze at all, and he's like staring right. her down. And he kind of explains, like, what heartbreak feels. He's like, it's torture for life, like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, we see Joey kind of just, like, smiling and living it up, you know? Yeah. It's like, she is very nicely lit. It is very male gazy that, like, he's, like, looking at her and she's smiling and having a good time and she's nicely lit and she looks really beautiful. And he's kind of saying, this is how painful it is to have to live through giving up or getting. And mm-hmm. and I mean, I say, I use the term giving up very loosely because mm-hmm. he, there's nothing to, you know, whatever you get what I'm saying. But yes. like, um, but <laughs> you know, he, that like, letting go of someone like that is just so, so insanely painful. And it's a pain unlike anything you've ever felt and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, it's so, I don't know. I love your sort of looking at the gaze of this show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of part of it, right? Is that the yeah, way to me, I guess the male gaze. Yeah. The male gaze of Dawson is like, Oh, look what I had to give up. But me as someone who sees the world in the female gaze, I'm like, Look how much fun she's having. She looks great. She's smiling. She doesn't even know Dawson is staring at her. Like, you know, like, you know, she doesn't even have like the participation with that gaze, you know? And she actually looks like she's thriving, you know? Yeah. And especially since like Dawson himself has painted this picture that in the first season she was angry and like, and wasn't smiling, was frowning all the time. It's like, well, we look at her now and we're like, wow, when she's free from you, looks pretty good. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah. And so then Dawson, like, so so he explains that to Chris and then he looks at Devin and he starts explaining her motivation. And what he really reveals is that he has no fucking idea what went wrong. No fucking idea why Joey broke up with him. He still doesn't understand it at all because the description he gives her shows that he just has no understanding of this yeah and he's just basically like she feels like she can't live without him but then she feels so alone (laughs) that is not at all what she said well it's also just like it might be like somewhat of an accurate take but the reality is like she feels like she can't be without him in her life because she's been with he's been in her life for so long and through so many things but she doesn't think that it's sustainable for them to be romantic. Right. Right. And Devin, being an actually astute observer, um, sees that Dawson is staring at Joey. And he, she kind of like realized, she's like, uh-huh, and clocks it. And mm-hmm. then we cut inside to a hallway where Joey's working, and Devin comes in, 
and set, calls Joey Sammy, which is the character. So name. creepy. So creepy. And then was like, is like, you know, um, I just like am having a really hard time with my motivation. I don't know where Sammy's anger comes from. Because, like, I'm not angry by nature. And Joey turns, like, super sassy face, which I fucking love. And, like, is, like, (laughs) you see, I'm not angry by nature either. I don't know where it comes from. That would be the fictional part of this autobiographical tale. (laughs) Fuck yes, Joey. Tell her. Yeah. (laughs) It's just... And then, the thing is, like, I just personally don't see it as anger. I think this is like the patriarchy and the male gaze being like, oh, she's angry. Okay, Dawson, Dawson, you've treated her like shit. And when she calls you out on it, you're saying it's anger and not like her opinion or justified like uh, feedback to your behavior. You just dismiss it as angry. You know, it's very frustrating. Yeah. And so Devin just, she told a total creep like she's a total creep and she kind of like yeah. just turns on joey and she's like joey how can you date one guy when you're still in love with another <laughs> and joey's yeah. just like uh like who the fuck are you kick rocks yeah. i mean again why is joey there i would not put myself through I, that. no i would not put myself through this at all like and, maybe I'd like, be like, okay, I'm gonna help with this movie, okay. And then once I saw that my stalker was there, no, 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 no. I would not feel safe yeah. in that situation. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> out of there. Yeah. And like, what's what's interesting is like you can see, you can read it all over Devin's face that like she's trying to get this rise out of Joey. Yeah, and like she's and, a manipulative creep. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is. And so then Jack comes out of the classroom next to where they are. And 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 asks if everything goes okay because he can see that Joey is pissed. And yeah. Devin is like t- to Jack says, "Tell me what's it like to be the trans transition guy." And that's what sets Joey off. Yeah, obviously. Like, so yeah, she's gonna defend her boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> and she and she tells like, Devin it's, off. It's, and it it's, doesn't make sense. Like why this is considered angry. No, it's, I mean, Devin's being an asshole and Joey reacts appropriately. Yeah, it's like people are (laughs) whack to you and then you say, don't be whack to me. And then you're angry. (laughs) Okay. That that doesn't make sense. No. (laughs) And so Devin just like, after she tells Joey off, after Joey tells Devin off, I mean, Devin just kind of like raises an eyebrow. Like, I got it. I got what I came for. Yeah. creep. And, like, okay, so Jen yells at Abby because Abby's a creep, you know, when they have this sex she wrote. And Jen tells Abby off, you know. But no one called Jen angry then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Like, is Jen allowed to put people in their place because she's from a different class? Because she's way... Yeah, Joey just has to take it because she's poor. And when she calls um, people out, she's put down for being angry. I mean, that's not explicitly said, but that seems like a pretty good. It uh, seems like a pretty good theory, there, Aaron. <laughs> I, uh, I would back that one up. <laughs> it's just you know. dark how they like Dawson portrays her as angry, and like she feels like she's her calling people out is a bad thing, a negative thing, an anger thing, a problem, an anger problem she has to work on. Right. 
I mean, I, you know, it's funny because I, I often joke with people and not really joke. I, I actually mean this, but um, I often t- tell people that uh, particularly when it comes to my job um, and, and I, um, you know, publish books. Uh, so I talk about how much I love angry women. I always, if the story has an angry woman in it, odds are I'm going to love, right. I love angry women. I think women should be angry. Yeah. Um, I think I would, I love to see angry women represented. And so for me, I guess that kind of starts to make sense why I've always been attracted to Joey because like she, even if, even if she is fucking angry, she has this dark, deep seating, ra- seething rage inside of her. I think she has every right to be. Yeah. And uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for her expressing it. So yeah, there we go. So, so then we go inside and Andy is like asking Devin for some hair clip she's wearing. That's now a prop. And Devin doesn't know where it is. And like, Devin's kind of an asshole about she's it. She's a total asshole. She's like, you can tell yeah. she's like, okay, prop girl, I'm the talent. <laughs> yeah. And Andy's like gets wound up about yeah. it and like kind of tells Devin off. And so like Andy, I don't know. Well, I is she getting angry? I mean, I think, first of all, having worked on some, a, a, a couple of film sets, not a ton, mm-hmm. but some, like that would be an actress that you all talked about later, right? Like there's yeah, the yeah. ones that like, the, there's the ones in, in LA you, you hear about them that like everyone knows that person's an asshole. Yeah. Um, and like, that would be one of them. That's a shitty behavior. Yeah. But um, also it's part of the actor's job to like keep track of their wardrobe yeah. while it's on them, yeah. while it's on them. Um, so, you because know, Devin's I think like, An- you go look for it. And Andy's like, yeah, where the fuck? Like, how the fuck am I going to find that? Right. Yeah. Like you, when it's on your body, it's your responsibility. When you're in, yeah. when they say cut, then it's my responsibility. So this is yeah, you leader. hand it to me and I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. So her, but Andy's like low key losing it. She's like definitely yeah. wound up and her stress is totally out of control. Right. And Pacey kind of like jumps in and is like, you know, I'm starting to get a little worried about you. And like, he is being really nice, but, and, and, but he's like, you know, I'm starting to get a little worried about you. And she kind of like lashes out at him. Yeah. And he's like, I feel like I'm getting a little screwed no matter what I do, <sighs> you know, whether. Yeah. And she just like, she's like, is like, my dad's gone. My mom's losing it. I'm barely hanging on here. But you're the one who's screwed. Ugh. And he's like. And he just like, like, you know, don't make me the bad guy. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'll be your shoulder to cry on. I'll be your punching bag, but don't make me the bad guy. I I love it. I fucking, I love this. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, that's when you find out what Pacey's like life goal is. He wants to be a good person. Yeah. You know? And like. I do. He can, you know, he doesn't mind if you're fucked up to him and whatever. I mean, obviously, that's why we see why he's friends with Dawson. He's definitely, like, Dawson's punching bag, you know? Um, Yeah. But his goals in life are, like, more character-driven than, like, career-driven. Yeah. Yeah, and Andy's kind of like, I keep adding things to my life instead of subtracting, and you're the expendable thing on my list. And Pacey... To kind of tells her, like, you know, I don't think you're in the right place to make that decision right now. Yeah. And you're not thinking straight, which is, like, not a sentiment I love. But also, I see where he's coming from. It's, I don't know. It, like I said, this is hard. Yeah, I mean, this relationship's um, super complicated because, like, 
I do think you need to listen to people and what they feel about your, your relationship. If someone wants to, if someone doesn't want to be with you, they don't want to be with you. But I also think that that there is room to at least fight and be like, are you sure? (laughs) Like, you know, like, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to just lay over, lay down and, and, you know, give up. You can say, Hey, I really want to be with you. And this is what I think we offer each other. Yeah. Or just check in of like, wait, are you in a position to be making this decision? Like, is there something going on that you need to take a breath and take a, you know, you know, just take a beat before you make yeah. this like really big decision. Yeah. Yeah. And so Andy basically tells him to back off and leave her alone. And Pacey like sort of walks away. Yeah. Super sad and walks away. Sad. So Joey watches the scene of uh, Dawson and her yelling at each other at the school dance when Dawson found out that uh, Jack kissed her without her consent. And it's, it's really triggering for her. You can see it on her face and the scene ends, you know, they're like cut great, whatever. And, you know, Jen is like the producer is like, all right, next shot, blah, blah, blah. And Joey comes up to Dawson and is like, Hey, can we talk? And she pulls him into a classroom and Oh my God, Joey's like, what the fuck? Why are you trying to relive the most painful moment of my life? Yeah. And she's like, you know, are you moving on right now or are you punishing me? Yeah. And Dawson's like, you know, or then Joey's like, you know, I'm so glad you've gotten over us. But like, has it ever occurred to you that like, I haven't gotten over us. And I just said, yeah. like, no, it hasn't occurred to him because he doesn't fucking think about anyone but himself. No, he doesn't. He doesn't think that he didn't ask her if he could write a movie about their life. Yeah. And he's retelling, like, she's already said it's a one-sided story that didn't need to be retold, you know? Yeah. And he thinks that he can create the narrative of what happened between them. Right. Without her input. And he says to her, like, you know, he goes, like, Joey, you're the one who broke up with me. You have a boyfriend. You have your art passion. Like, you have this whole new life. And, like, Joey is like, that doesn't mean that I'm, like, you know. He makes it about him. Yeah. And she's just like, that doesn't mean that I'm not sad about this or that, like, I have gotten over it or anything like that. Like, you know, I'm still sad that we broke up. And he's like, and then he fucking turns on her. Oh, he gets angry eyes. Yeah. And and he's like yelling. Obviously, I haven't let you go. And like, you know, of course, I haven't let you go. I'm just clinging to the one thing that I still have, which is like filmmaking. And and he just and then he just like leaves. And holy fucking shit, man. (laughs) Well, he's like. I don't have anything. And she points out he has this self-absorbed movie. <laughs> Love you, Joey. <laughs> yeah, because that's when he's like, don't take this away from me. Yeah. And he storms out. Yeah. It's so toxic. And, like, it's actually, like, incredibly uncomfortable to watch. Right. Because, like, again, Joey just had to relive a man co-opting the experience of uh, of her story. Yeah. And also, she has to relive her boyfriend at the time victim blaming her for a low-key sexual assault right you know so it's very twisted it's super twisted right and And then (laughs) she wants to talk to her best friend because again like i was saying she wants she does want 
to move forward and create a new relationship with Dawson, one yeah. where they can talk about their feelings with each other. They can talk about how each other behaves. They don't want to be children where they just like act like nothing's wrong. Right. You can hurt people that are your friends and then they need to be like, you hurt me and that's it. You know, you can talk about it. Yeah. She wants that. She wants an, an, she wants to move forward in their relationship and transition into an actual friendship. Yeah. And Dawson is insistent on gaslighting her and being like, no, you broke up with me. I, this is what I get. Yeah. This is my toy. This is my thing. I'm a filmmaker. You know, that's <laughs> me. I'm yeah. Dawson Leary. Yeah. Don't take this from me. Yeah. And I'm kind of like low key. Jen's taking this from you. Like indirectly. She's being a way better filmmaker than you. <laughs> Jen's way better at filmmaking than Dawson is, man. It's kind of amazing. Hell yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah. And so then we go out and it's like, we cut to the end of the day. And speaking of Jen, she's giving out call times for the next day. And, um, and Grams is like cleaning up her, Grams has been doing craft service and she's cleaning up the craft service table. And Jen, Grams is like, you know, Jen, I watched you today. And like, I saw a bunch of young people working together as a team for a common goal. And I was like, so impressed. And then I realized that like, who was in charge of everyone and everything. And it was you. And I'm like, so proud. And I love this. I love it. It was, this is what I remember that Grams, we hadn't seen her in so long. Because I was like, ah, there's the Grams I love so much. <laughs> we finally meet her. Yeah. We meet new we meet new Grams. New Grams, yeah. And Grams yeah. and Grams is like, you know, you're a beautiful, accomplished young woman. And she says, you know, a woman movie producer. And she says, you know, my day women didn't have many options, but now is like such a wonderful time to be a woman. You can do anything or be anything that you want, and all of that without a man be- beside you. Like by your side. And I just like had this moment where I was like, I kind of think we sometimes forget how recent like certain steps forward have really come yeah. for women. Yeah. Um, I've been re- I've been watching Mrs. America, um, which yeah, is about the too. Equal Rights Amendment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like and and my mom and I talk about this all the time where like, you know, my mom is a second wave feminist and I'm a third mm-hmm. wave feminist. And so sometimes we do have differing opinions about things. But like my thing has always been you know, my mom's generation is the generation that got us. She's the reason that like you and I can rent our own apartments and like that we get, yeah. we can have a credit card and could buy a house if we were not millennials and could afford a house. Um, you know, like women weren't allowed to do any of that, even as, as early as the night or as late as the 1970s. And I love that Graham sort of puts that perspective in for Jen. And yeah, I found it interesting also that Jen has a hard time taking this compliment. Yeah. Very similar to Joey, you know, and the other fold was it's cool that Grams is laying out. You're an independent woman. Yeah. (laughs) This is so boss. Like you're so lucky. This is so special. And I think that we all benefit from those moments of realization, like you were saying of like how far we've come, Yeah, you know, and it, it, in the age of Amazon where we get everything instantly, we forget that it, this is a war, you know, we, it's a long slog, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and like we win these battles and each battle leads us to the victory of the war, you know? Yeah. And so it takes time and it takes like a lot of, of learning and planning. 
and waves and, like, and pressure and yeah yeah and it's so cool that grams who is she's definitely uh religious and she's older and so we can imagine she would be uh, more likely to be a little bit more conservative she can see this right. and she can see how independent and strong Jen is and she doesn't want to stifle that. Yeah. She wants to encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, we get this nice scene and then Ty sort of comes up behind Jen and says he's I ready do to also want to say when oh, yeah. Jen when Grams is like, oh, and you could do it without a man. Yeah. As an adult, I take that as like, you're an independent woman. Yeah, like me too. you can do anything, yeah. you know? Jen, however, at this moment, she takes it as a dig to her past. Yeah. Because that's what she says to Graham's like, you had to get that in, didn't you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And like this is as an adult watching this show, you like we've said, we can sympathize more with the the parents and we can see their perspectives a little bit more. And I think yeah. this was one of those moments where I was like, you could see Graham's wanting to be like, that's not what I meant. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But she's like, it's not worth the fight, you know, yeah. because the lesson was already there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then Ty walks up and yeah. asks if Jen is ready to go. Yeah. And Je- and Graham's kind of just like says, have a nice time. You deserve it. And then kind of says like, don't stay out too late though. And, yeah. and there's kind of, but there's kind of is a nice moment of trust between them. And like partially yeah. I think that's because Graham's knows Ty from church, mm-hmm. you know, and he helps her out you know with groceries and stuff but also like she kind of is over the the thing from full moon rising you know right yeah yeah yeah. and so yeah or she's also like seeing jen accurately yeah like she's putting an energy and effort to actually see jen not see the reputation of jen not see the granddaughter jen but like see who jen was she got to see like yeah, my granddaughter's a fucking boss. She ran this whole set. Everyone listens to her. Yeah. She's calm and collected and like she's fucking amazing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like that's so like uh, those are always good experiences. Yeah. And then so then we go out into the hall and Dawson like runs into Pacey who's just like Ugh, not he's in a doing bad good. spot. Yeah. He's, he's like kind of crumpled on the floor, like squatting on the floor, just head hung low. And he's like, you know, I screwed up with Andy. I pushed too hard. And like, you know, I told she told me that I'm the element in her life she can do without. And Pacey's just like so bummed. Yeah. And Dawson. And again, he gives bad advice. Very. Well, this hard is very to bad. Say, yeah. I think that Dawson gives generic advice. So Dawson says, you. let her go. Yeah. So Dawson gives generic advice. He doesn't know that you have to if it's your best friend, you kind of tailor advice to them. Like, right. would this be in their, is this who they are? Is this in their capacity? That's why you, it, you, as you grow up, you know who you seek advice from. You have yeah. people on your privy council that you're like, they know me, they can give me advice, me advice. Right. I'm not looking for advice. I'm looking for advice for me. Me advice. Yeah. 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 And, and Dawson tells Pacey, like, you know, you let her go. Like, and, <laughs> and, Pacey looks at him and goes, like, what you did with Joey? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> And like, Dawson says, you know, it's what I tried to do with Joey. And he goes, you know, I'm, like, coming around to, like, realizing that it's the only way you can really get someone back to you to come back to you. What the to, like, fuck? Let them go. What the fuck, man? So this are you is, letting go? Are you is, letting go? Right. If your goal is... For them to come back to you. And this is the problem with Dawson, right? Is that, like, 
he's like, my end game is always going to be this thing that Joey has said that she doesn't want. Yeah. And exactly. And it, our, the end goal of our relationship is a romantic. There is no room for friendship. Right. Exactly. So Pacey kind of says a great thing, which is like, he's like as textbook theory as letting go sounds like as textbook good as that sounds like, and it may work for you. It doesn't apply to me. And he's like, you know, I know what I want. I want Andy. And, and he says, she's hurting right now and she needs me. I have no intention of letting her go. And like, I I think. Oh, so awesome (laughs) that he's like, look, I know what I want. Yeah. Dawson's like, I'm going to let her go, and then she's going to come back to me. So Dawson <laughs> does know what he wants, yeah. but he thinks he can, like, puppeteer his way into it. Yeah. Pacey's like, I know what I want. No fucking way am I letting her go. I'm going to let her know exactly how I feel, right. you know? And, like, again, it's complicated because you see people fighting for things when they should let people go. Right. But I do think that there's space for you to tell people what you want and to fight for it, you know? Well, and like, I think there's space to say, hey, we had this kind of fight. You said Mm -hmm. some things. Here's what I want here. Like, I love you. I don't want to let you go. I think you're great. And then if they're like, no, Get mm-hmm. the fuck away from me. I mean, then you have to respect that. But like, yes, exactly. you know, yes. but like saying, hey, and not saying like, I want you to, you know, like not telling someone how to behave, but saying this is what I want. Yeah, that's a, that's the where the difference is. Right. Yeah. Like, like Dawson's like, I got to let Joey go. So she'll come back to me. <laughs> it's like there's a implied sort of like bit how Joey's behavior is going to be. There's like a, there's some kind of implication about how he wants Joey to behave and like, who knows how he's going to react if he doesn't get that. Absolutely. But like, um, but like Pacey's kind of like, I'm just going to say what I want. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, um, we go to Ty and Jen and Jen Ty's like, you know, we're going to my friend's party. Like, it's going to be great. And they walk into this house and sit down. Because yeah, Jen's like, I'm hungry. And she, he's like, there's going to be food there. Don't worry. And she's like, ooh, a party. And you're like, Jen, why do you think this? Why do you think you're going to a party? I know. He calls it a get together, too, which I think, like, should belie what is coming. Um, so he goes, um, he, they walk in and everyone's like, oh, my God, Ty's, oh, Ty's here. here. We can get started now. And they sit down on the couch and everyone opens up Bibles. What the fuck is happening? And starts reading. Are you serious? I mean. Someone on their first date doesn't ask for consent to take you to read a Bible? No. What kind of Christian gaslighting is that? No. I have to tell you, there was one time when I was in maybe junior high that a friend of mine asked me to go to youth group. Um, mm-hmm. And I, being the um, atheist that I am uh-huh. uh, and and was raised, uh, I was not raised in church at all. Uh, my parents are ex-Catholics and very devoutly so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and um, 
I did not know that youth group was uh, religious affiliated. <laughs> I just uh-huh. thought it was like, a, you know, like, oh, OK, yeah, great. Yeah. It's for the young people. I don't know yeah, what the fuck yeah. I thought it was. And I remember going to my mom and saying, oh, my friend wants me to go to her youth group. Do you mind? And my mom was like, are you sure you want to go to that? But like d- gave me no indication. <laughs> she didn't tell you? No. <laughs> I think she thought I knew, but like, how the fuck would I have known? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went and literally people did the praying thing with their arms in the air. And I uh, I remember uh, being uh. like, oh, shit. And I, you know, I was like, I stayed for the whole thing. I was polite and it was fun. It yeah, was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't not fun. But I'm just like, no, they I'm not fun. religious. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I think I went one more time and, and then was kind of like, eh, I don't think this is for me. Um. <laughs> But like I remember I would go with my one of my friends to a youth group because yeah. um, you got like hella snacks. Yeah, there was I remember like y- you you would do all these like fun arts and crafts where you'd like decorate cookies yeah. and like shit like that. I was yeah. like, fuck, yeah, this is hella fun. Yeah. And they gave us this notebook and we were supposed to like highlight which Bible verses we read every week and I remember just like cheating and just be like, oh, yeah, I read those. I read those. <laughs> and then it like after like three or four it like came to me and I was like oh we're actually supposed to be reading the bible and then talking about that yeah I'm like cheating on my bible homework I don't know Uh, this isn't a good vibe I love it I love it okay Okay. yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so and then at the end of this little bible and Jen looks around like what the fuck where the fuck am I kind of thing seriously totally it's and, weird because again like i'm saying jen what yeah. were you thinking yeah what no, were yeah. You, what were you thinking yeah on the other hand i think it's wholly inappropriate to take someone to a religious activity without asking in advance i agree with you everyone everyone's allowed to have their own beliefs i love that i have nothing wrong with religion on the whole and like you know spirituality but like what you can't be doing that no yeah totally i agree with you um, also at the, the tail end of that, the best, another great music cue for this time for Bruce Springsteen's Sad Eyes. Oh, it's a great song. I love Bruce Springsteen so much. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Um, and, uh, it's a great song. And so we cut to Andy's house and, um, she comes down the, st- the doorbell ring. She comes down the stairs. It's Pacey. He's got like a red rose in his hand yeah. and yeah. she tells him to go away and slams the door in his face. Yeah. And then he, like, goes around to her window and starts climbing up her trellis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is not safe. He definitely almost falls <laughs> at one point. Everyone knows how I feel about fucking people creeping into windows, so. <laughs> but this I one, don't at least, pers- like, he's making a lot of noise. It is, like, very clear yes. that he is coming in the window. <laughs> Still, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm not okay with this. Okay. I I love Pacey, so I really do like this gesture. Yeah. But like, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I just, don't, please don't. If you're listening, just don't be cruising into someone's window. Yeah. Agreed. Just don't. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. And so Pacey's like, you know. He, yeah, she hears this commotion and she goes to her window like, uh, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And she's like, you're acting like a psycho. This is psycho. Which, like, uh, kind of, yes, climbing in someone's window is a psychotic move. <laughs> I get that he feels like he doesn't have a choice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, you know, I'm the charter member of the Andy McPhee fan club. And as a matter of policy, my affection never wavers. And he oh. says, like, I'm not going to turn away from you. And, and like... 
you know, I can help and and I'm in it with this with you to like I'm in this. Yeah, because she's just like you can't stay like, you, you know, you're acting crazy or whatever. And she's like, I just want to feel normal. Yeah. And he's like, we can do this together. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, it's such a sweet sentiment. It's it's hard. I think this is going to be hard for their relationship because yeah. you know you can rely on your partner only for so much. Yeah. You know, and uh, sometimes you need to seek a professional for the other elements. So agreed. Agreed. It's hard. Um, you don't want to see Pacey be the caretaker and her to be the broken one, you know? No, so, totally. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to create a relationship that has an imbalance of power like that, or yeah. just like a dynamic that is, is less than ideal and, and less than, uh, um, you know, equal. Yeah. Uh, because what about when Pacey needs her? Something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You know, I, I love the sentiment and it's so sweet. Obviously, yeah. I remember being when I first saw this episode being like, I love him so much. Oh, my God. You know, yeah, yeah. because she like she melts when he's like, I'm not giving up on you. I, I'm here for you. Yeah. And then he's like, I love you. And like she's like, I love you, too. And they kiss. And it's just like it's the sweetest, yeah. most romantic thing. Like that's just, the first time, just, too, that they the said first I love time you. That they said it straight out like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think so. Then we go over to like Chris and Devin mm-hmm. um, back at the the school um, and they invite Dawson out to eat. And Rachel Lee Cook is definitely wearing those like not quite carpenter jeans with the huge <laughs> pockets like around knee level on the uh-huh. side. The like yeah. Velcro pockets. They're horrible. Oh, my God. And she tells Dawson, like, you know, I was really impressed with you today. Like, you Why? know. <laughs> I that's how I felt I was like I mean I was watching this and I am not impressed by anything that happened so she's such a creep I don't like her in yeah. this character yeah but she's like you know she goes to quote her psych professor again and he anticipates what she's gonna say yeah um and then like you know, she's, she basically says, like, I think that you show real potential as a director, and he thanks her. <laughs> I I don't agree with her, but it is a nice scene between the two of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get the point of it, but again, it's in one of those situations where it's like, the writers are, he preys on Dawson, yeah. he's such a film person, and you're like, I mean, what about this has indicated he's a good director? Right. And, like... You know, I I welcome everyone's opinion and I am I appreciate her opinion, but yeah. like, okay, so there's random girls like you're a great director, and you're like, well, okay, what other directors have you worked with? You know, like she's allowed to say that, and her opinion is totally valid. You know, valid, yeah. But at the same time, like, what are we supposed to take away from that? Yeah. <laughs> um. And then Joey comes over. Like, she and Chris leave to go eat. And then Joey comes over and she kind of apologizes for, like, yelling. (laughs) She walks in, like, scratching her head. Like, is the gaslighting spell coming back to me? (laughs) (laughs) She does this a lot. She does it the first time she goes out with Jack. She, like, scratches her head and she looks at him and she's like, I had a really fun time, you know? (laughs) It's like her head is, like, low-key, like, exploding of, like, whoa, whoa, you know? Yeah. Anyways. She apologizes to him. Yeah, she does. I know. She apologizes for coming down on him and says it was unfair, which, like, I don't agree with. It's not unfair. I don't at all. Yeah. What? It was totally fair. (laughs) 
And she's like, you he know, literally is creating a narrative of her life yeah. without her input. Yeah. Uh, okay. You yeah. can call someone out on that. They can do it because everyone yeah. can do whatever they want, but you can fucking call someone out on that. <laughs> totally. That's completely fair. Totally. Are you serious? Yeah. And you know, she's like, it's, it was hard. It's been hard to see my life reenacted in front of everyone. And, and, Dawson's and he like, again is like, if I offended you or hurt you in any way, I'm sorry. He said the other episode, the sex she wrote, I would never do anything to hurt you. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Again, it's like it's he just thinks his intentions are all that matters. Yeah. Like, no, your actions matter. The way you make other people feel matters. Like all of these elements matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and she's like, you know, or Dawson says. I just thought by making this movie, I could put the past behind me and move on in one fell swoop. And I'm like, what about any of this endeavor seemed like putting the past behind you? Like, it's like he reads like um, <laughs> interviews with directors that were like, I was going or like artists that are like, I was going through a tough time. So yeah. I made this piece of art, you right. know, and it it's just like a childish way to receive that information of like, yeah. oh, they made that art and they got over it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works Dawson it's like that's how catharsis works oh, yeah. and you're like mm, no no okay no okay no okay <laughs> then he tells Joey that he's like spent the last few months trying to figure out how to be without her yeah. and he's like you know I thought if I acted like I was over you I would be over you and I was just like you gotta do the work bro like yeah that's the thing about Life and I also do, do you think he has spent the last few months trying to be without her? No, he just lied about having sex with her a few episodes ago with Jen. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he it seems like all he's been doing is like behaving like a fucking lunatic to try to get her back. Yeah, not that he's been like focusing on anything in his own life except for like the few times that he like allowed Jen to take him out and act like a teenager right many of which ended up with him fucking crossing lines you yeah. know and so no that's not you doing the work that's you distracting yourself yeah absolutely so <sighs> so yeah, and he's like he yeah. says like I wish I could go back into my room, close the blinds, and pour my heart out to my best friend. Yeah. And, like, this is kind of what I'm saying is that, like, the way Joey receives that, she's like, okay, he does want what I want. Yeah. He wants to create a space where we can, like, pour our hearts out. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't really want that. He wants to pour his heart out to his best friend. Right. He doesn't say... I want to be able to pour our hearts out to each other. Right. Yeah. No, so that's not his what his goal is exclusively based on him and, and what he hopes to be able to do. Yeah. And, you know, Joey kind of like uh, doesn't pick up on that, but says, you know, <laughs> it's been difficult for me and like, it's been tearing me apart too. Like, and she says, you know, we'll always be connected, but we have to move on from that part of our relationship, the, like, romantic part. And Yeah. And no, she's, she's blinded by the times in which he uses the word friend. Yeah. The thing is, he has now redefined what the word Joey's my friend, or the phrase Joey's my friend means to him. Yeah. He said it to Pacey. 
yeah. I'm going to let her go. And then she's going to come back to me, you yeah. know, and we're going to be romantically involved. Yeah. So the way he sees his friendship with Joey moving forward from now on is like with an element of, of um, romance between them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and he lies to her. Right. Again, it's like, you wish all of these people can be like, you don't have, we don't have to talk about it, but you can't lie to me. Right. Yes, they all need to say that line to each other. Yeah. Only one person is ever saying it, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and you know, Joey tells, or, jo- oh, and then Jack walks up, and he asks if Joey's ready to go. And Dawson, like, thanks Jack. I guess we're supposed to think that Dawson's a good guy because he thanked Jack for helping. <laughs> you should be thanking everyone who's volunteering their time for his fucking project. Yeah, definitely. And that Bruce Springsteen song comes back again. And Jack offers to help clean up. But Dawson's like, no, no, you've given me enough of your day. Go have fun. And, like, I kind of think that was, like, the way he says it is like weird. Like he's like weirdly paternalistic. Yeah. He's like the weird dad being like, you kids go have fun. I'll stay here and do the work. And I'm like, no, because in his head, he's like, I'm going to let Joey go. And she's going to come back to me. Yeah. (laughs) And he just lied to her and was like, okay, I want to be able to talk to him. I want us to be best friends again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's not really, he admitted to, Pacey, that's not what he wants. So right. it's very fucked it's up. It's bad. And then, and then, you know, Joey watches them walk off, and a PA strategically turns the light off that was shining on Dawson, <laughs> <laughs> and and it like you know we fade to black, and yeah, yeah, that's it. That's uh, yeah. So I don't know who was. I guess they all had a leading lady. And Jen yeah. was really the leadingest of leading ladies. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. For real. So. So what, do you, what did you think? I mean, I love this episode. I really do. I think it's a great episode. Also, I got to say, this is Chris's final episode. Oh, is it? I was we wondering We have no that. more yeah, Chris yeah. after that. So goodbye, Chris. I'm going to play a little voice to men to play you up to, 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 to uh, <laughs> give you the send off you need. Send you yeah. off. Have fun at Roswell. Yeah. yeah. Um, good luck in New Mexico. Good luck in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Write us a letter. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I really like this episode. I think it's fucking insane that Rachel Lee Cook was on this episode the same week the that same week. she's That's all that was timing came yeah. out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's iconic, you know, it's, it's such yeah. a turning point for so many people. I think, you know, Dawson making a movie about their lives, um, no spoilers, but it does become a theme um, mm-hmm. in the show. Even, you know, his first movie is a horror movie that's not about them at all. But I, I feel like just about every movie he makes after this is going to be um, about them in some way. Uh, yeah. And um, with one exception. And, you know, it's like it sort of sets that all up. And I think... I think Pacey and Andy are just, like, the best. <laughs> That's what I got to say about it. I just think Pacey's the best, yeah. obviously. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's just such a good person. And, like, yeah. 
I think I, I, I guess I just relate more because I personally am, am more character driven than uh, professionally driven, you know, like mm-hmm. that is in my heart to, yeah. and my goals, you know? So I see that as, as, um, more desirable, um, in a, in, you know, representation. Yeah. So that's why Pacey just like, I mean, everyone loves Pacey. He's like, everyone's favorite character. We know that from our, our friends on social media, you know, but that's what makes him so special is that he just genuinely wants to be a good person. And I think that we would benefit in this world if more white men made that their goals. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So who, who are you rooting for? Rooting for Pacey. I'm rooting for Joey. Um, I think I really liked her standing up to Dawson in this and saying basically like, you know, it fucking hurts me when you do shit like this. Like, yeah. I think that's so rare for her to do. Um, I'm totally rooting for Jen. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. my God. This episode was like her time to shine. I loved it. I know. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I'm I'm just, you know. Those are my, those are the people that I'm rooting for. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally rooting for Jen. I'm also rooting for Grams. Like I've yeah. said before, she's such a slog in the first season, <laughs> first and, season a and a half. Too. Yeah. I, I don't like those characters because they're just so, um, just boring. Yeah. So she's just a straight villain basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a horrible Christian woman. I just, I, I like, that's just boring to me. I like more complicated characters. So yeah. this is the moment we see her being um, the character that we will know her to be. And yeah. so I was, I didn't remember that this was that episode. So being reintroduced to her, I was like, <gasps> you know, you're like, yeah. I love her. Like, you yeah. know, we're still going to have some ebbs and flows, obviously, because she's on her own personal journey for growth as well, yeah. which I find to be so compelling that even the adult characters have this search for identity. Um, it's just a reminder that we are on our search for identity our whole lives <laughs> not just in our not in our coming of age story you know yeah so i find that so compelling so it was, i i'm rooting for her this episode for sure and then yeah. obviously pacey and uh is can he's such a good person i love i love him when he says he loves andy like my heart started racing yeah. i was like oh my god i, I love him so much know. you know um yeah, and then watching Jen shine, I always love that. I yeah. love that. I think uh, you, she's such a boss, and I really like seeing her. Yeah. Um, and she had a storyline that was like, you know, a tangent to Dawson, but it was her own. Yeah. No, I know. know. I know. And I think and I think she owns it in such a great way, and she owns her role in it in such a great way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love seeing, I love seeing women just own shit. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's so rare that we get to see them do that and, and be like, Hey, I, this is the first time I've done this, but you know, I'm a competent person and can get it done. And like, I'm not always perfect, but you know, I'm doing it. Um, yeah. I think that's such a great thing to, to show. Um, yeah, Cause even Dawson admitted, Oh, this is my second movie. Yeah. So it's like, he has that much more experience than Jen. Sure. You know, so and she like, were she was on that movie for a bit at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so, so she can still bring the same amount of experience to the or a similar amount of experience to the table. Yeah. So equal pay for equal work. 
Let's get it, girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, you know, we're hoping everyone's staying safe and yep. <laughs> staying inside. You know, it's a wild time, crazy time to be alive. Thanks for bearing with us as we try to work out the tech issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we're spoiled and we usually have Andrew at our studio and we miss him so much. Um, so, you know, but stay safe, uh, everyone, please wash your hands. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us at Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Uh, we love interacting with you. Um, you can find my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley, if you want. Um, we want to shout out our boy Akilia for making our theme song. You can find him at Go Freaking Crazy. He's been doing some uh, all request live streams. You want that? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can find me on the internet at Pesty1079. Uh, we would like to thank Andrew Bush, who is not recording us right now, but he is the best. And like Aaron said, we miss the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm doing my best to try to work (laughs) with this tech, but I don't know. No one's Andrew. Um, so thanks for, thanks for bearing with us. And uh, hopefully this sound on this one is better than the last. Um, and, uh, Let's see. Rare Bird Books can be found on the internet at Rare Bird Lit on all the things and and rarebirdlit.com. That's a new website, rarebirdlit.com. And this has been a Rare Bird production. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over.